0: You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney on the Fundamental Fast Pitch podcast. This is episode, wait for it, 100, Pet (laughs) Peace Part 3. Coach Jess, Coach Heather, how are you both doing today?
1: We're wonderful. We're together, so we're very wonderful.
0: Is it warm where you're at?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna lie Mike we are sitting outside and it's Why? like it's because it's beautiful um Heather and I are morning people and um it's beautiful but it is a little windy so we've got our blankets over us and so if y'all hear the the creepy crow in the
2: background just <laughs> just disregard
0: Coach Heather? Yeah.
2: no it's it's great I love being up in early in the morning outside it's wake up with the birds I, I love it see what you did there <laughs>
0: A double entendre to start the the 100th episode of Pet Peas, which is fantastic. Um, this will be in the softball school section because everyone needs to know about Pet Peas. We haven't we we haven't done this since early on, and I don't I don't exactly remember the statistics on it. Which you know we could delve and dive into as we will hear in a moment about a couple other things. But I mean, it's been 91 episodes, so I mean. I found it one of the funnest to record, even though it was early. It, one might think it was a pet peeve section, uh, not to be confused with a complaining uh, or ranting podcast as well. But 91 episodes, I believe we deserve it, ladies. Um, before we get into the pet peeves, I wanted to run through some stats really quickly. We can start with Spotify and then transition to to Apple. Um, we always reference stats on the podcast as we fade out and stuff. And really, the podcast has continued to grow. Um, I would like to humble brag and say that the first ever episode of Fundamental Fast Pitch that was posted, I subscribed to. So I am the first official subscriber <laughs> to the podcast. Um, but we went from one follower um, to 216 on Spotify. And Apple looks like it fluxes between 73 and 83. I don't know where those 10 listeners have went. Or maybe I'm just reading the analytical chart a little differently. Um, a couple of the most popular episodes on the Apple podcast platform have been Trial season and signs, both of which, which are fairly new. Um, well, excuse me, trial season was way back, Um, I believe, in summer, episode 36, signs being fairly new. And then the yes, yes, no mentality, base running 101 part one, which continues to hold, you know, through all the listens on the podcast and platforms, like base running 101, the fact that it's able to continue to kind of hold itself in the category between how to run an efficient practice and the yes, yes, no mentality, absolutely, I'm sure, it brings a smile to your face, Coach Jess. Um, The competitive softball journey and coaches communication with parents, Um, The last one being, I think, more targeted to what we're, you know, what what we talk a lot about. But we're averaging over 100 episodes and, you know, per podcast on both platforms combined. Total plays are about 20,000 on both platforms combined. Spotify houses around 50% of our overall listeners with Apple being about 33 to 35%, it looks like. And those Denmarkians accessing the podcast and other platforms and ways, of course. (laughs) But aside from that, it's been a very very successful um year of podcasting, which we're at 100 episodes, which means we're about at a year because we haven't missed a week. Should have been 104 episodes, I believe, without missing a week. So, you know, we we've, we've we've stayed consistent and I really believe that's helped to the growth on the podcast, guys. What do you think? I've had a lot of fun.
1: I agree. And you you should have seen Heather the other day trying to explain to me the math on Because I I don't know what was going on. I was like, yeah, 52 weeks in a year, two episodes a week, 104. Like, it's been over. Like, I just, I couldn't, it didn't click at the time, but, like, I I got it now. Less than a year.
0: (laughs) Yes, barely, though. Two weeks less than a year. Two weeks less than a year. Hey, I
1: have to give us a humble brag, if you will, like, for the consistency, right? Like, I know life gets busy, and here lately we've had a lot going on, but we have always found a way to like not miss an episode and to make it happen. So I'm super proud of us for that.
0: Yeah. There's, there's been some episodes with coach Jess and me, some with coach Jess and Heather, even that one episode, which I think might've been our best podcast ever of coach me and coach Heather, where we literally (laughs) talked about catching for 45 minutes. And then I hung up and told her I was rendering it and then proceeded to talk about catching for another hour and a half offline. Um, (laughs) Which we could have recorded, I suppose, Heather, but we did not, alas. Um, but no, I I agree, and as Coach just said, like sometimes, like there, like like there was points where it wasn't as busy and things were a little easier to record, and we had stuff we were able to pile up and bang out and stuff like this. And then there sometimes was like, my goodness, it is six o'clock, can we, you know, let let let's get to it. But regardless of the situation, we've always found a way. Um, in every scenario to get that done for the listener base and it's funny because i do need to go back and delve in some of the sets But i i definitely do want to hear the whole total time i'm sure there's a way to go through the the, the 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 statistics and grab the actual total time listened i think that would be fun to put it in like how many months have people listened oh, wow but but yeah i mean just it's one of those things where like hey like i like to put like if like, anyone oh,
1: I... can make it happen mike you are the man
0: well, I, I I I don't want to misquote myself, but I, I just had a birthday last week and I did the math on how many seconds I've been alive, and my wife looked at me and she just closed the door and walked in the other room because no one else needed to know that information except for me. <laughs> um But the information that we should and will be getting into now is pet peeves part three. What irks us? What is a strain in our jaw? Um, Coach Jess, the first I believe is near and dear to your heart so i'm gonna let you go and get started with it
1: yeah so uh, i i don't mean for this to be a rant episode but you know what i feel like we have done a very good job of giving you guys a ton of resources to be helpful um i think this is right up that alley even though it is going to come across as um like a little bit of a rant it it also is helpful in that don't don't be that person right don't be that coach player parent Um, so we kind of divided this episode up into those sections. Um, the first being the players, um, not surprisingly, one of my biggest pet peeves is going to be poor body language. So the pouting and the, like dragging your bat after a strikeout and the blowing past teammates, trying to give you a high five. Um, it's just, it's a telltale sign of like your mental toughness. And so for me, um, that's like the easiest indicator that you're just you're not in the game anymore it's it's selfish um
2: i just that's probably my number one
0: yeah the
2: the bad body language i mean that's just broadcasting we talked about it before that billboarding thing that just broadcasts that you you're letting the other team or whatever happened that situation get to you and it, it it leaks over to your teammates and it just it it um, also lets the other team kind of get in. It's, it's their in. It's kind of their start of how they kind of get under your skin and and turn things their way.
0: Yeah, and it's fun because the pouting and bad body language for me. We've we've been around a group of girls where the pouting and bad body language. It's it's equally as frustrating, if not more frustrating, to me because they're not they're not upset with their teammates for doing the same thing they just did by having an accessible bat. They're the first ones on the fence to congratulate their teammates and keep them up. It's just the woe is me pity party thing that the girls are going to have to grow out of you know what I mean
2: right and that's part of that is a as a maturity thing and part and so like you said they're going to have to grow out of it but um you know it's it's the coach's kind of responsibility and the parents to back it up to teach them how to play softball uns uh unselfishly so that's that's a big part of of a responsibility of a coach and it's I mean it's something that some players don't really struggle with too much but then other players struggle a lot more and, and it's it's just so important that you don't let the pouting and bad body language um, become a cancer to your team. Well, and I'm, I'm going to add one more to that too. It's
1: it, it goes back. It is one of those controllables, right? And the better grasp you can have on your emotions and your feelings, um, because it is a choice, right? You choose how you respond when things don't go your way. And the better grasp you can have on that, the better you're going to be able to like, make a comeback and turn around when things don't go your way. So if you're spending time like distracted and, and feeling bad for yourself, feeling sorry for yourself, that takes you out of the game. You stay distracted and chances are it's going to happen again.
0: Absolutely. Um, Again, I I am I'm, I'm thinking in my mind right now. If I went back and listened to the first two podcasts with coaching pet peeves, it was probably a lot of me defending the children. But I digress <laughs> because I'm thinking here right now. I was like, man, but but, but they're so adorable. A little because I'm looking at the next one where it says, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. This is that that Mike
0: <laughs> letting parents carry your equipment. Coach other,
2: yeah, that's one. Um, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Like players, be responsible for your own stuff. I know you got a lot of stuff, especially catchers, your bag is full, it's heavy, but so many of the players have the rolly bags. Like it's not even hard to carry your equipment. You're just you're just not being responsible, you're being lazy. And you know, if you if you carry your own equipment, that's just you, I don't know. It's just one of those character type things that that really gets to me when I see a parent, "Oh, give me your bag or or or, or even worse when the player just kind of turns and expects the parent to pick the stuff up mm-hmm. for them. That is just it's just so entitled like have some show show some appreciation your parents spent how much money on that bat that glove that gear like there are thousands of dollars in that bag show them that you appreciate it and carry it yourself because Jess, no that's spot on like (laughs) i
1: i see it and i can't help it it's like at tournaments and i'll see and okay it's different like the six you girls that have their bags that are bigger than them but like as soon as the opportunity presents itself like for the parents, it's it's a chance to like teach responsibility to your kiddos and and to instill that sense of like pride and ownership in your stuff like Heather was talking about. But I can't help but just like at tournaments when we see parents like carrying bags and equipment and like loaded down with all the things mm-hmm. on top of the wagon that they're pulling or whatever. And, and the, kid the kid- has nothing. Kids got slides on, eating a snow cone, like, yes, G- getting a tournament shirt. Yeah. Like just, oh, it, yeah, that, that irks me again. Yeah. An appreciation thing.
0: So I'm going to slowly skirt past that one because <laughs> it, it just, it just so like, here's the thing, like it just, I understand and I do not disagree with anything you are saying, my kid is extremely responsible with her equipment. She understands the value of a dollar. This, that, and another. That's just not one of the things that personally irk me because I just don't care on that. For 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 your me, your
2: kid also sleeps with her bat. So I think she, sure. he gets it. I think there mm-hmm. may be some of male versus female going on here because. I remember um there was a time when my dad I would I would be carrying my stuff and we'd be walking to the car, and my dad would go, Here, let me carry that for you. It wasn't that I expected him to do it. Correct. He, you know, he was just offering because that's the kind of guy he is. And that also reminds me of um after you know, when my husband and I were dating, he would carry my stuff to the car. Not because I asked him, not because mm-hmm. I expected him to, just because, you know, he was we were dating and he was trying to, you know, be respectful be respectful on your dad. Me. Yeah, <laughs> all the things, right? So like I I understand where you're coming from a little bit there, Mike, but the what what really gets me is the players that just expect their parents Correct. to carry yeah. their stuff. No, I I can, I, add, I can agree with that.
0: And I think the two the the fact that like everybody has a ridiculous amount of space in their wagon, like it doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like now the girls are getting kind of older, so they like they can put it on their back, right? Like no big deal. But like with the rolly bags, as you were saying, even even as late as ten, you like I would watch some of our girls, and I'm like, man. Like, we're, we're a small team. Like, they're struggling to wheel that. Like, I mean, I, I enjoyed it because it was funny to watch. Mm-hmm. But, but you
1: also have – your again, your child is an exception with multiple bats. And she. Yes. Th- I wouldn't be surprised if she had catcher's gear in her bag. Like, <laughs> um, He carries her catching, bat,
0: but I don't know why. <laughs>
1: um, but, yeah, I, I think it's one of those kind of, like, to each their own. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. That just – and I, I will agree with Heather. We probably said it wrong in the beginning, like not letting your
2: parent carry your, expecting them to carry your things. I think that's a better yeah, way to no, it. Yeah, no, that's definitely right. I mean, there's a difference. Like I've seen a lot of uh, parents who will, will like tow the rolly bag on the back of their wagon I think that's great you know but there's a difference between the parent going and packing up the bag and hooking it up to the back of the wagon and doing everything for the kid and the kid that you know make sure everything's packed up they go hook it onto the back of the wagon so it's ready for mom or dad to, to mm. tow around or even car- towing the wagon yeah like- mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and and again it's 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 different scenarios and different situations at the beginning of 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 these girls it was like hey babe let me help you get your backpack now I was like coach mike was like no, no 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 i no pack your back like it's so so there is so there there's a little bit of expectation like i think that's the best way to put it um what about when the girls are giving partial effort when they're capable of so much more and i'm not necessarily talking about when they're sick and are giving everything they can even though it's only partial
1: no that's um that that's a big one for me again the controllables but um, effort, communication attitude, those are not only controllables, but those are choices, personal choices. So for me, like, especially at the level that we're kind of coaching, right? You've got the girls that are doing the private lessons. You've got practice two to three times a week. Um, they should be working on their own. So if it's one of those things where, where you have seen that they're capable of more, like here's where this comes into play for me, I'm going to give you guys a running example, right? If I ask players to, like, run the bases as hard as they can, then, like, okay, like, you can kind of watch them running. But if I put them next to someone and put them in a foot race and I say, okay, loser has 10 burpees, you're going to see a whole nother gear out of both of those players for the most of the time, right? And that that's what I'm talking about is, like, coasting until you, like, have to turn it on. And so what I when I struggle is like the players especially at the younger levels that don't realize that all of the practice and everything like that sets the tone and the pace for the game so like you should be leaving practice like out of gas like completely tired not like happy ready to go like you should be squeezing every ounce of like energy and effort out of yourself into your practices especially those that are maybe like more elite athletes so if you are if you know you're faster or if you're one of the fastest or you know you're stronger or, um, you know, you can throw farther, right? Like pushing yourself to your own individual limits instead of like basically doing like the minimum of what's asked of you or maybe meeting your other teammates at their level. That's kind of what what I'm getting at when I say partial effort when you're capable of more. Not Again, not when you're sick, but just like if you're one of those that excels maybe a little bit more than your teammates and you're just not giving it.
0: I, I do find it funny because we you you have those players who at practice are like for the most part super focused and then when you get to the game it's not necessarily as much focus because like you're in a game environment but I don't I, I don't know if I necessarily can contribute that with the effort as much as just the ability like you said like who the players who may be a little more standout-ish than their teammates coach Jess.
1: Um, I think the focus is something, at least for me and my own experience is something that you develop over time. Um, because again, there's different levels of focus, right? You can, and there's different types of kiddos. Like you can be focused whenever like the play is happening. So like pitcher takes the rubber, gets into a windup, um, and you're like zoned in prep, stepping and focus. And then in, in between pitches, you're like, doing TikTok dances and like looking mm-hmm. around as long as you're focused, like as a play is unfolding, I think that's okay. But there, there are players that are just not focused whatsoever. Um, uh, and so I think that's something that kind of develops over time. But for me, I don't, I don't think that necessarily comes into effort. I think that it contributes to the result of the play, because if you're not focused then you're not ready and if you're not ready, then you don't have a good first step and you don't know how to attack the ball. Or or how to like maybe swing and get your timing down. But in terms of effort, I don't necessarily like see a correlation there. What about you, Heather?
2: No, I think effort. I mean, effort and focus go hand in hand. But I think your effort is something that you control differently than your focus. So the, the focus thing is something that's going to look a little bit different for each player. But effort, like either you're giving it your all or you're not. And it's really not yeah. acceptable when you're not giving it your all. And, right. and your
1: all versus my all versus Mike's all are going to yield different results. But that's kind of what we're getting at is whatever that player is capable of, like at 100% needs to be like they need to be at
2: 100%. Right. And we talked about before how day to day 100% effort is going to look mm. a little bit different. Giving everything you have, you know, based on if you're sick or having a bad day or you just don't have it that day. you You need to give whatever you have to give. That's what we're talking about.
0: Where I think I've gotten frustrated in these type of scenarios has been when um a player who I would a player or two you know who I would consider maybe a little more advanced than some of their teammates um just kind of coast right because they're just yes. so much more talented than everyone else and and you have a teammate who's giving it their all and doing the best they can and is still coming up short um just based on current skill level you know in comparison and that's frustrating all the way around I would assume.
2: Yeah, um, like, I I, so I hear you there, Mike, with the difference in skill level, and that you have the player that's more advanced, and they're they're thing-a-bye. giving partial effort as and using yeah. using the fact that their teammate isn't as capable as they are as a an excuse or a crutch. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm
0: still doing better, quote unquote. You know what I mean? But uh, not really.
2: Side note: if, if it were you guys, how would you
1: feel? Like if like we're as adults, we know like our different strengths and weaknesses and stuff, right? How would you feel if like someone was like posting? And you were, like, Man. you were competing against them and they were coasting. Like, I'll give still you my example. Like, Tanner, like, when you first started dating or going out, like, I hate people, like, letting you win or letting you stay the game. So oh, yeah. no. I either want you to absolutely, like, if you're good, like, prove it, show it, right? But, like, letting them, like, hang around or, like hang in there like to me that's more like it's like a disrespect thing like if you're gonna beat me like beat me
0: so <laughs> i mean again male versus female like i absolutely let at least <laughs> hang on on certain things like we go bowling like absolutely keep it close and then you know barely win but i mean i don't know like that very
2: i know to when we were dating like mm-hmm. no but, if you if, just beat me if you're gonna beat me mm-hmm.
0: but here is but but here's the thing um <laughs> Like in the times that I said, you know, fine, whatever, because we've had these conversations as well. And then she's pissed off because I smashed her in bowling, and then I have to deal with that. So really, there's not like there, there's a, there, there's <laughs> a fine there there there's a fine line. And again, it's 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 somewhat I'm being somewhat facetious, but I think um in sports competitive sports you have those those we were just talking about those nice kids. when um, we had a scrimmage on Thursday, and we got there an hour early to prep for a scrimmage because we wanted to be prepared to play. The team we were playing did not do the same. And we had girls on our team um, that were like, no, no, we, 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 we we, need to cut our scrimmage time short because they need to have an appropriate warm up, Right. Like sometimes, <laughs> you know, no, no, seriously, <clears throat> Vivi, like seriously though, like we, we, you, you, you just have nice kids. Like, are nice people like you have nice people who want to like make everything equal. At-, at least at this age, I'm saying but it's like not. like I know I know, but they're still learning. Like it's funny because my daughter's super nice, and she's like talking to baby. She's like I don't give a shit. They knew what time the game was supposed to be. Let's go play. <laughs> well, like yes, she's
2: exactly right.
1: Yes, <laughs> effort- I know, but
0: uh, I know, but it's
1: effort. <laughs> Effort should be equal. That's what I'm getting yeah, at. Effort should be so equal. Crossword. Whatever your 100. We talked about your best versus the best, right? Whatever your 100% is, that is what I expect as a coach. Every time you step on the
2: field, I do not expect equal results player to player. No, we're not looking for perfection in results. You know, if you give all your effort and you still make an error or mistake or, or whatever, that's okay. We're talking about 100% effort.
0: Right. And I think the focus ties into that stuff too, right? Because you'll have some plays from those players where their focus is like locked in and the effort looks way, 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 way better than it did like 30 seconds ago, just for whatever See,
1: I'm going to disagree with you because you've got those same players that they're not locked in and then the ball is hit to the outfield and they're like, oh crap. And you have to see them sprint and make some diving, sliding catch because they were not focused they and they're playing catch yep. up.
0: Fair, totally fair. My mind was going, my 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 mind was going to a player who used to play for us who's on a different team now um and she like literally would look terrible for a couple reps cuz the focus wasn't there and then when she got in her mind and her focus was there like her focus and I felt her energy and her effort was way better and you're like, "Oh, you're the best player on the team." Like okay, like there's that. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm partial, but like just I don't know see your, your your mind's going to outfield whereas i'm going to more infield based because i guarantee you like knowing my personality you guys have seen me play slow pitch like and just practice with the children like my effort is 100 like most of the time but it doesn't mean it's going to be anywhere near to your ability in the outfield but i you're, can't
1: but but again effort versus results right
0: no i take make the catch what you're talking, you talking about
1: no d- <laughs> different things well and like so it's, it's easier. I think at least for me, it's easier to see effort in the outfield because you're covering more ground. Like Correct. you have more room to run infield. It's like bang, bang, play. So if you are not focused, you're going to flub it up.
0: Yeah. Okay. I agree. Now here's the fun part that we were the, the, the players part guys was more us just kind of providing context for things we've seen. Um, feel free to timestamp and skip. I'll uh, mark for Reddit. If you didn't want to hear the parents <laughs> pet peeve portion of the podcast, um first and foremost <laughs> making excuses for their children.
1: Um yeah I'm going to take yeah I'm going to take that one. So that that doesn't help them. That doesn't teach them accountability, responsibility. Um a couple examples that come to mind is like um uh oh um We had practice and, um, the, I took their bat bag out of my car because I cleaned it or something. Well, to me, and again, different age groups, obviously I'm not expecting a six year old to go check the car and make sure everything's in there. But if you're 10, 11, 12, like same thing as like your backpack, right? If you know, you need your backpack for school, you make sure it's in the car, you get in the car, you go to school you know, you got practice before, like that morning, before you go to school, go check, make sure your equipment's in the car. You got your cleats, you got whatever uniform you're supposed to wear. So the parents that make the excuse of like, Oh, I took their bat bag out of the car. So we don't have it for, for practice or lessons or, um, Oh, I left her uniform in the washer or I didn't dry it or whatever the case. Like to me, like that's a perfect opportunity to teach them how to take care of their things and teach them responsibility. Um, same thing for being late. Um, I'm going to give you guys a specific example. Um, like, like being late or whatever, like, Oh, we had to go turn around and get something or, Oh, this is completely my fault. Mainly on like the forgetting equipment or wrong uniform. Um, I've had a lot of, um, not, not with this group. This is, this is previous, um, parent uh, excuses, but a lot of, Oh, her uniform wasn't clean or I forgot to wash it. So she shows up in the wrong uniform. Well, unexpected I mean you guys know me like you're gonna have consequences for not matching your team not being dressed appropriately so parents like trying to get players out of like repercussions of not doing what they're expected to do
2: yeah and the the stuff with like being prepared with your equipment and uniform like um when your kid like it gets a little kind of difficult to expect the kids to to do these things if if it's not like a, a regular schedule so like what I'm what I mean here is like a lot of the communications just goes through the parents. So the coach is going to communicate to the parents, you know, what uniforms or what time or what equipment, whatever it might be. Um, and that sometimes doesn't always trickle down to the, to the kids. So that, you know, that's, that's an issue. What I have started doing with, with my kid is, you know, I get the communications from the the team and I go ahead and I screenshot it and I send it to her. And so there's no excuse for her not being prepared for whatever it is that they're supposed to have or do. So um, that's a good, just it, it's kind of hard to expect your kid to to do something if they don't know they're supposed to do it. Um, so communicate that with your kids so they can be responsible.
1: Yeah, communicate sure.
2: the expectations, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. and if they don't if they don't you know do what they were supposed to do or have or they're not prepared be, um, you know that's on them. Don't make the excuse for them.
0: Yeah. I, again, to the section of the podcast where I defend people, I, I just, I, 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 I find it interesting because like, for example, some of the, 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 the jerseys and the cleaning stuff use that one as a, as a low hanging fruit example. Like if this isn't something that you're at, your like, again, again, I don't want to tell anyone who had a parent, but, if, but if this is not something you're doing, or you're not teaching your kid that life skill, or like, they don't have any idea. Like if, if it's not something that you're like doing outside of a softball environment, a team environment, And we're asking the kids to do that in those situations. Like I'm not saying that they should be doing it. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Everyone's going to parent their own way, but like if they haven't had the general teaching of said skill or the general expectation from their parents who carry their bags, like it's difficult to expect a player to do something until expectations are set for them because they've never been had, they've never had that experience that that was something that they needed to do. Absolutely. So so it's kind of, I, to me, that's always been kind of hard. And again, like, my kid's good with the bag and stuff, but the jerseys, we scrub we don't I my kids a train wreck with everything. I mean, I gave her a, a drink. I said, Here, put this in this cup holder so you don't spill it. Twenty minutes later it's on the ground, regardless of me putting it on a table <laughs> to the side near nothing. But I'm just I mean, I'm just being somewhat facetious there. But I'm like, that's those to me are always super hard, hard things for some of the kids who aren't expected to do that in everyday life and ask them to do that in a softball environment. Like I don't know. It it just that 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 one's weird for me because I mean, you're right, Mike, we're not, things.
2: we're not talking about, you know, the eight year olds doing their laundry and making sure what? they have Why not ready, for eight but... years,
0: all the fumes, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but, you know, as they get older and being prepared with those kinds of things, that's something that they can definitely do. Or, you know, even if it's not something, you know, that they don't do their own laundry, they can, they can look to see if it's clean and ask mom or dad to wash it if it's not clean.
0: Right, I mean, absolutely.
2: We've got to be teaching our, our kids to be responsible. And that's part of it. Not not handing mom a dirty, dirt-stained uniform
1: at uh, 10 o'clock on Friday night with a 8 a.m. game on Saturday. I mean, I mean my course.
0: wife's an enabler. She's bought multiple socks and multiple pants and multiple belts and multiple jerseys for years. Yeah. No, yes. it's, it's called being an enabler, but yes.
1: <laughs> but you know what? East that like your daughter is also the first one to jump in the group and be like, Hey guys, here's our yes. uniform for practice, here's our uniform okay. for game, here's so that comes because from somewhere. <laughs> so clearly you are doing something right.
0: So my wife is doing a great job. Um <laughs> the, the the next one, giving kids poor food choices during tournaments. Um, this will be forever known as the Splendor Tournament in my mind, because not <laughs> only did that happen. Well, that well because that was the same tournament. Well, yes, because that was the same tournament where you know we found out if we were bad enough or not, and there was injuries like that. Tournament was just (laughs) a whole like that was actually the first quote unquote or second quote tournament we had after the first one was like a little like run like like a little uh, shindig where if I remember, Cora hit the ball off of the net and it literally bounced back to the second baseman for a single, um, which was also a fun 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 experience. But yeah, that I mean. I mean, I was just like, I remember talking to Elise on the way home and I was like, is this what competitive softball is? Because I don't know if I'm (laughs) about this life. Like, it was like, it was crazy. But go ahead, Coach Heather. I'm going to, after I've taken and stolen your thunder, that, that was amazingly fun and and scary and (laughs) maybe exciting at the same time. Yeah. Welcome to Texas. Well, sometimes.
2: Yes. Welcome to Texas. Two
0: months in. Yeah.
2: Some teams will have like a uh guidelines or you know, we, we ask that you do not give your players, you know, fried foods, lots of sugar, you know, poor crap. food choices during <laughs> between games during tournaments. Um you
1: know it, because they do not perform at their best. Right. How can you go wrong mm-hmm
2: after you've had a you know a 60 60 piece, french fries and you're throwing the ball around? Tenders <laughs> and french fries. Like you can't even move.
0: Right, I so, need a nap. So
2: right, so I mean, sometimes we'll have those guidelines in place for you, but even if those guidelines aren't in place for you, like use your brain and think about how your body performs based on the food that you're you're eating. So no, we're not tired, asking we we're, we're not asking you to only you know bring the cut up fruit and the vegetables. Like we need like good choices. Okay, so um you know turkey roll ups, turkey roll ups, peanut butter's good. Like mm-hmm. just stuff that's Cheesy not gonna burgers. weigh you down. Stuff that's not gonna make you want to take a nap. Um, so we always like to ask our parents to make sure you have you give your kids good food choices during the tournaments. I mean it's gonna be on them whether or not they really want to eat it, but if that's all that's offered to them, they're if they're hungry, they need to eat, right? And then to kind of top it off, you know, um, (laughs) when you do have those guidelines as a team and then you choose to just as a parent, you choose to ignore them. It's not even the kid trying to sneak it. You're just gonna ignore it and then argue and say, What's all my kid will eat? Well, let's teach them to make better choices during when you need to muse your body i mean and in front of their teammates in, in front of, of their teammates, teammates in front of the parents in front of everyone just like making a scene over like giving your Pretty kids french fries like mm-hmm. is it really worth it like i don't know it just totally it like, baffles
0: just, me it, and and if you're one of those parents who needs to do it as you said like just don't freaking broadcast it like if you're gonna do right. that, parent, that's fine like there's cars there's tournaments. i mean I don't know how you guys feel about pasta, but like my kid is absolutely in love with pasta on game days. Now, in between the tournament, she's like, "This is great." Now, again, know your kid. My kid feels stronger; like she has energy with pasta. She used to think it's funny. He's like, "Coach just doesn't realize it has sugar, does she?" I was like, "I'm not sure, babe. It's fine." But
1: um, so you but, ask how I feel about pasta. You realize your kid and I go on Olive Garden dates, right? I
0: I, I understand, like, but I'm but but I'm saying like, whereas pasta as an example might feel heavy to some, to my daughter, it does yeah. not feel heavy. She feels energetic yeah. with pasta
1: yes and i think it's a balance right like for me i have no self control when it comes to olive garden so yeah. it's 14 breadsticks and I'll clean oh, my plate later yes. not yes. going to be at peak performance but in proportions and yeah. again knowing your body that's that's a different conversation
0: so it's funny because yeah. like look good feel good play good right but like sometimes those foods are comfort comforting right and like so we started doing the bento box things and the pasta that we bring is literally like a half of a portion, so it's like a ninety calorie, one hundred and ten calorie portion. But to her, she's had her pasta, and now she's in a great mood, and now there she feels go. energized. So it's like you said, in moderation, and it's really like so fun because it's it's one of those things where learning to like trick your kids is part of, part of my favorite part of life, <laughs> to be honest. But like, no, like look like good, feel good, care. play good, and look good, feel good, play good, and the feel good can trickle down to food, like if it's within moderation, like I. I, I don't think you're saying, like, as you're eating your lunch, if you have a handful of m that is a terrible thing. But I think what you're saying is don't go to Costco and buy the $17 case of M&Ms and be snacking them all the day. Like, there's something to be said for balance, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, moderation.
1: And, and mainly is, like, the fried and the greasy yeah, the, the and the, greasy. the heavy stuff. Like, small portions of, like, not the best food. Okay, maybe not as big of a deal. But if you're eating a whole meal that, like Heather said, makes you want to take a nap, that's what we're talking about.
0: Yes, by, by all means, I will advocate for if your brother is at your tournament all weekend stealing one of his Chick-fil-A nuggets because it looks delicious. Just don't steal yeah. all 12 of them. Well, um, she didn't
2: um,
0: <laughs> right. I mean, Chick-fil-A especially, right, Jess? Um, or, or, yes. the, or
2: the parents who just bring, like you said, the M&Ms or they're buying their kids snow cones all day. And, like, you know, it's okay to have that little boost of sugar every, you know, throughout the day. But if that's all you're eating, your body has nothing to go off of. You need some protein, you need some other foods in there to keep your body... Fueled and moving, sugar's not just not going to do it all day long. No, yeah, and, and if- this this is where I'll be the first to give Coach Ryan a shout out because
1: him and Mike got together and during our tenure season and started rewarding girls at first base with sour patch kids or on the field. It was amazing. Yeah, or sour straws. But you know what? It got their energy up. They got so excited, and like it was a little bit of sugar. It didn't hurt anybody, right?
0: No, I I remember the first time we started doing it, Emma was like. I knew I was gonna get my butt down this time. I was like, why? She's like because Coach Ryan was reminding me that like this is a sour patch game. So like (laughs) if I got the first base, like I was like, Oh, no razor you ran so fast, babe. She's like, I just I didn't know what color it was. Like that was a legitimate comment. Like I was curious, like I was like, sweet, our kids are amazing and adorable and little and so yes. Um, and that time has passed, but regardless. Um, it was fun while I lasted. What about being late to practices, coach Jess, also known as the Lily and my, my heart forever and forever and forever.
1: So, yeah. So when the effort so, was oh, always
0: there every time.
1: Yeah. So, and that's the first thing I tell, um, parents at tryouts or, or practices like one Houston area, traffic's stupid and all the growth around Fulcher and Katie, like traffic's terrible when you get guys get out of work. So those midweek practices, um, those are tough. Like no one's asking you guys to be there right on time. I mean, some people might be, but I feel like we have realistic expectations on like, okay, going to be a few minutes late or, um, there's an accident on 99. So we're sitting in traffic. Um, thing, thing there on being late to practices is making sure you communicate that so that parents aren't, or so that coaches aren't sitting there waiting to start practice. And they're like, oh, where's so-and-so and And nobody's heard from them. And then I always ask too that like, okay, if you're going to be late, not only like communicate it but like your player needs to hit like be falling out of the car and running to practice so um every tournament or whatever it is but if you are late like this is where my pet peeve comes in where the players like doesn't have their cleats on they're lollygagging they're on their phone walking up to the field and you're like hey man like we are we're actually waiting on you or or they're already behind or kind of throwing off the pace of, of the practice so just making sure that mm-hmm. if par- players are late. They're falling out the car. They're hustling. They're putting their stuff up. They're running to coach saying, Hey coach, what do you want me to do? How do I jump in? Um, and then the, the weekend practices, that's another kind of pet peeve because like weekends, unless there's a prior communication on some sort of conflict, like you have nowhere else to be right. Like, okay. If you're, if you're going to church that morning, you're going to be a few minutes late. Okay. Communicate that. But if it's a Saturday or Sunday practice at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, like to me, there's no excuse to be late
0: assuming that those parents don't work on the weekend coach Jess. yes
1: absolutely yes. and again communication is key like if you work you work that's just let us know
0: weekday practices are easier for some right um with the kids absolutely. running around versus just being in the general facility and i agree um and i and i do but i mean i can remember her running on the grass like yes she clothes. was
1: notoriously late but her mom was the four kids dad was in the oil field lily was an angel like perfect Mm -hmm. example of like hey I know I'm late but I'm I'm going to give you my best and then I can even remember her like giving her mom a hard time like mom can we please like try (laughs) to be on time to practice like
0: so I'm absolutely gonna throw her throw Claudia because I love her to death under the bus and I don't think she would mind but Easton will text Lily sometime to come over and hit because she lives in the neighborhood and um, Lily will text and tell her mom she's like well Ethan says I have to be here at a certain time because she's hitting for this long and she's doing this thing for this long and then she's done. And Claudia's <laughs> like, well, i tell I tell Lily next time, then I guess, babe. Like <laughs> so you, next time, you can go. Because we have I a routine and it. we're sticking to our routine. But yeah, I mean, all all joking aside, like, yes, um, they were great. Um coach Heather, um, this is a very tricky one because calling pitch locations from the stand is no bueno.
2: Yeah, it's not. There's nothing tricky about it, Mike. Just don't do it. That's so unsportsmanlike to be sitting in the stands as a parent, watching the catcher set up and telling the batter inside, outside, or, or yes. whatever it might be, change up. Or I um, that is so unsportsmanlike and disrespectful to the players, to the game, to everybody. Like, let the kids play. It's part of the game. They need to learn how to recognize Fail. and hit yeah. pitches in different locations. Um, <clears throat> you're you're not doing anyone any favors, and it's super, super, super annoying.
0: And guess what? The girls are still learning how to hit. So you can tell them where the ball's going. They're probably, like, I can't speak for for everyone's child, but if you told my kid to sit on a changeup, she's going to swing to the (laughs) changeup. Yes. Because they're they're all learning to hit
2: still. Most of them don't, you know, at at the younger, you know, 10, 12, you even, they still don't really quite grasp how to hit the inside outside differently. Mm. Um, Your pitchers still aren't necessarily going to hit all their spots. You're not helping anyone.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, and it's one of those things too, where like, I, I like, I know that you're not cheating if you're not trying. Like to me, that's not even the parents trying to cheat as much as it's them trying to help. But it's just not the right place nor the right time.
2: Mm, I think sometimes it is the parents just cheating. I mean, okay. I, they might call because it they, they might want, call it something mm. different, but it's cheating because they are more worried about results and winning. Yes,
0: okay. i i i enjoying sharing photos of my child and all these quotes as much as anyone else on facebook but i mean if you gotta tell your kid where the pitch is coming i mean your kid probably needs to be working harder sorry yeah i'm just saying yeah
1: i'm gonna add one more we don't have it on here but it just came to mind on the the parents chiming in on the game um saying things about other children on the field whether it be Mm -hmm. your players or other players or like whining or complaining um i'll use a picture as an example like Uh, trying to beg for a crow hop or um just just trying to insert themselves into the game where there's no need for it
2: yeah as a parent if you feel like the need to say something other than you know good try good play cheering just Get up and take a walk. Get up yeah. and take a walk. <laughs> whatever's snack Whatever's about to come out of your mouth is not productive. So just go take a walk.
0: <laughs> so it's fun because I'm I'm obviously a lot of high energy. I, I I thought I don't know. I was on what the sidelines for a year with you guys. I wasn't terrible. It was always typically positive, almost always, but. Like, we're at Cohen's basketball game yesterday, and there was a kid on the other team who wasn't very great at dribbling, and the, and the boys are nice, and they're letting him get the ball up the court. I said, son, if you don't go take that ball from him the next time he dribbles with his offhand open, I'm going to be frustrated with you. And, like, the parents were next to me, and I felt terrible after. This happened yesterday, by the way. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> and then Cohen proceeded to take the ball from him the next ten times, and it considerably made me feel way worse because Cohen's not great, but he's Okay. But I was like, oh, okay, this is fantastic. But it wasn't energy. Yeah, he's, he's, it was, it was like, again, I was not trying. I was trying to help my son into telling him what to do because he can do it. He didn't see it the way he was positioned, but it wasn't helpful to anybody. And I felt terrible after the fact.
2: (laughs) But I kind of wish I was there to see that, Mike.
1: Yeah, but uh, on that note, like the parents that do it uh, during softball, tend to, to be repeat offenders and i guarantee yeah. you they don't they don't feel terrible. they don't, yeah they
2: don't reflect on it and say oh i'm not gonna do that again
0: well i mean it yeah i mean it, it wasn't a great mike moment
1: but few few and far between mike you don't have a lot of those
0: well i i yeah, yeah i appreciate it um but yeah we'll have to yeah, okay anyways we're gonna move on because now i'm feeling terrible <laughs> okay, right now because i'm gonna sit there and do what i do just get in my head okay so coaches Cheating, illegal softballs, illegal rosters. Before we get into this one, Coach Jess, I want to share a story I had heard with you guys. We were at Gene Campbell. It was the it was the season, the PCB season, where I literally made the fun video where I came and planted the flag, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Literally heard he heard a coach. I remember. I think was it Jason was. I think it was Jason with me. Jason and maybe Elisa and Christian. I think we were standing there. One of the teams we were going to be playing. It was a team called Texas Havoc. I'll never forget. They were green and purple. Um, the coach's kid was not there, and he had a jersey. to give me to another child, and. One of the other parents, like, hey, like, that's not the blah, 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 pickup jersey, whatever. And he had a birth certificate as well because it was a bigger child. And then he was literally, you can ask Lisa, she'll validate this story. We never talked about this. The coach literally said, like, we were standing there to the side, like, you know, didn't know we were listening, but right right around him, he's like, well, what are they going to do? She's not old enough for an ID. I have a birth certificate, has the name matching on the jersey. What are they going to say? I'm like, okay, that's, again, welcome to Texas. I was like, man, they take their softball stuff super seriously. So the illegal rosters thing, obviously, sorry, I just kind of probably stole a lot of it. But that actually happened. I heard that firsthand.
1: No, that doesn't surprise me, especially against that team in particular. But especially at, like, the younger age, again, kind of goes back to the parents. They were 10, Jess. Days.
0: They were 10. What's that? They were 10. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was nine. Just- <laughs>
1: again not setting good examples doing anything to win like not not i'm i can't get on board with that and i know mike you can remember like the stories about the teams that were like baking the softballs in the oven and like making them squishy <laughs> so that we, Coach Rodney. so that they would be duds when they hit them yes or um, bitch, yeah. and this is this is not this didn't happen to us but another example like we our last tournament that we played um the game we were in the little girl got hurt um, she had to go. They had nine players. She got hurt, mm-hmm. um, ended up like breaking a bone in her hand or her arm. So they had to go take her to the ER. They only had eight players. So they went and grabbed another player off of another team. Like on Sunday, we're deep in the tournament. And here she is, she like playing right in the field. outfield. Yeah. yeah, in her turquoise socks. And she's <laughs> got the whole rest of the team has black jersey, red shirt, just little things like that. Like, again, <laughs> just. Not to me, not setting a good example for like the girls and how to play the game like correctly.
0: Well, I still remember the girl getting hurt in our last tournament as well in the game we were playing, like them making her hit because they didn't want to take it out. I'm like, dude, I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you would have if if, if, um, if like you would have asked her, hey, like, I,
2: I know that girl, she probably didn't even want to leave to go to the ER. So, I that that one's probably all on, all on her. She she's a baller, she's a <laughs> real beast, she's a little no. one, but she is tough.
0: But what I'm, but my whole point was like if they would have asked you guys, you probably would have been right. like, we're not yeah. taking it out. Just go to your next hitter. The girl literally broke her wrist. Like it's fine. It's not that serious. Like, I don't know. Or maybe it was that serious. I don't know. I mean, we won the game handily.
1: I felt bad for her hitting as is. Like, if that happened to someone on our team, I'd be like, no, no, like, no, we will figure it out, sis. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm getting at. I can't even comprehend like
2: the the putting the cheating and putting the players in situations like that. I just have a really hard time with with play coaches, two things, coaches at like 10, u, 12, u, 14, u, cheating to get ahead. That is playing for your ego and your ego alone. It does not matter. Let's look at the big picture. It does not matter if your team wins or loses this game. Nobody's going to look back at their life and say, oh, that 10 u game that we lost. Oh, my God. How do we do that? Um, you know, it's just ruined me. That's not going to happen. And then second of all, like at any age coaches, you are setting an example for your players. If you're going to set the example that cheating is okay. And in some cases even encouraged, like you're, you're teaching these girls, these young girls, whether they're six or 18 to, to be cheaters in life. That is not something that that I set out to do. I want to teach my girls to be honest and, uh, you know, upstanding people. So cheating is just, it's just not acceptable. Good, good people before good players. Exactly.
0: So you're saying is your competitive softball journey does eventually come to an end and what you learned in softball is probably more important than if you hit 258 your freshman season of college, probably, maybe, Um, yes, yes,
1: and I will tell you guys like as we've talked about the softball community is so big but so small so those things are going to spread and spread quickly so don't be surprised if you're going up to play a game and the coaches on the other team already know, like, your tips and tricks and, and what you're up to, kind of what to expect based on previous actions, especially yeah, when knew. they happen, like, Yeah,
0: we, we, absolutely Right. We absolutely knew we were playing a team who liked to doctor the balls because before the game, the coaches like, good luck. They're going to switch in balls at some point. We're like, oh, thanks, dude. Awesome. Thanks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, um, expecting players to perform without teaching them. Coach Heather?
2: Yeah, this one is something that really, really gets under my skin. Um, It's expecting players like let's just say, for example, um, if you're a coach and you expect your player to make a diving play, but you've never taught them how to dive. And then you get on them when they don't dive and make the play. Well, how can they how can you reasonably expect a player to do something that you have never taught them how to do? uh it that's something i see all the time and like if you like when you hear a coach that's that's constantly on a player part, for it yeah things, um you know I, I always think well if they're just not doing it at all i've not seen anyone on the on the team do it chances are you haven't taught them how to do it so the blank stares help too yeah, and like, what are you talking crazy. about yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> if, if and if you're you know as a coach if you want a, your players to, to be able to do something a skill or whatnot um, and you don't necessarily yourself know how, how to physically do it. Like there are so many resources. Get on Google and start finding stuff. You know, it's always better to, to put an effort forth and try to teach them these things. And, and as you get moving and doing things, you're going to figure it out, um, especially with the kids. The kids are going to probably figure it out themselves um, once you start moving and, and trying to try new things. Um, but just expecting them to do things that you have never taught them to do or or like the, the knowledge, the softball IQ type things. Like if you expect your player to tag up, um, but you've never taught them what tagging up means. You know that's very unreasonable.
0: My favorite yeah. is like the ones where the coaches are yelling, "Come on, lay out for that, make that diving play," and you can look at the sidelines and you're probably like, "Well, could you make that play?" Like, or or, or they're on them
2: the- like make that diving play, but the play before someone mm-hmm. made an error or rubbed mm-hmm. the ball and they got yelled at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go after you.
0: I would like to say our superpower as coaches over the last couple years has definitely been the. When things defensively has has spiraled and snowballed out of control, like we've never lost our collective shit. It's just been kind of like, all right, like this sucks. It's continuing to happen, but not once was there yelling, not once was there making the children feel bad. It was like, kind of watching it out, like watching a car wreck from the side, right? Like, wow, that's the sixth one in the last seven balls employed. <laughs> but like, watch, but but like, no, seriously, like I always, I've always hyped us for that one. Like we never really like visibly worn it on our faces as it relates to frustration or like you know what I mean like and frustrated is clearly I think the right word for me at least in this one like man frustrated for the girls that they keep making these plays but never once did they have that that feeling of we expecting them to to be able to make a play because we've taught them they just weren't making the play so I think that's different than what you have here right in terms of if you're teaching them and they're not making a yes. play versus if you're not having even had said conversation expecting to make the plays like I think that's why we've always been able to be so calm about it because we know we've given them the opportunity to learn how to make these plays and sometimes it's just gonna snowball because it is what it is now the throwing around the ball that's I can't get behind that but the (laughs) stuff where they're just missing it because it just happens like you know
1: yeah and that that kind of takes me into like my pet peeve um, telling them what to do instead of teaching them what to do. So a specific example comes to mind for me. Um, don't, I think it was a bombers team, but we were playing and I'm coaching third base. We're hitting and the team that we're playing, I had a a lefty slapper up and the beauty of slappers is that they can do something different. Every pitch, they can change it up mid pitch. Like it's wonderful. And I can remember this coach on the other team specifically, like screaming at her third baseman, like, um, she's going to bunt, she's going to slap, she's going to do this, move up, move here. And the third baseman was just as following orders, had no idea what she was doing or why. And, um, throughout, and it, it was like a eight or nine pitch at bat. It was a pretty, it was a great at bat. And throughout the, at bat, the coach expected the player to the, her player, the third baseman just to kind of like read the, read the hitter, and make those adjustments on her own and either move up or move back without any sort of like teaching on like, Hey, if her hands are here, if she stands here in the box, or if you see her hand split or if she's running, like, again, just like telling and like yapping at her instead of teaching her what to look for and why she's doing that. And that's for me, like, that's for me, that's a big one for me as a coach is the coaches that they, and they probably do know what they're talking about um, in terms of the why and and what to do. But their job as a coach is not to like yell and to to tell them what to do. It's to teach them so that they can read that and do it on their own. And so when we play those coaches that, yeah, like I said, are kind of just giving orders instead of like letting the girls play or or learn the game
2: that that irks me a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> i think in that yeah. particular situation you picked up on it during that one at bat but then but then you were cued into it and mm-hmm. she was doing it with every little thing yes i couldn't hear it yeah mm-hmm.
0: i i think and as it relates to that that those type of things like i i think i get more fresh or more more peeved i guess with the with the with, with the offensive um aspect of the base running stuff like you know what i mean like if you're like let like the like the girls have to like figure out the base running stuff. Cause I feel like it like yes, you can put a play on, you can still, you can let like whatever, but like at the end of the day, the girls still gotta have a feel for the game. And I think you're taking away a lot of the feel from the children without letting them actually feel the game. it's, like, it's easier uh, to tell them what Go like ahead.
1: you mean a third base coach that intend you holding their hands up, uh, and then like opening or closing it depending on when they need to lead off um on the pitcher's pitch. <laughs>
0: correct now for like yes okay yeah fair no fair fair enough look at, at third base i'm not going to lie i've i've also like the girl's running the third base like i've done the whole dino you know, evil thing where i jumped onto the ground and put my hands and like get down and like they didn't need to slide but it was funny but that's but, just
1: your personality that's, that's not you, you. Yeah, yeah that's not oh, you I telling know. them what to, I mean it is you telling them what to do but that at third base when they're running into third you are their eyes for like balls behind right. them
0: and no no, in. no no I know but I I had Vivi slide into third base and her get up and look around like the ball's still in the outfield but like getting <laughs> in I was like like it oh, was
2: fun yeah it that's was, just, <laughs> yeah, that it, it, was
0: it, it was actually the um the autism awareness tournament um but oh uh, no excuse me the breast cancer tournament it was a Saturday and we doing well and whatever, and I and I and I didn't want her going home because it was a, it was a lot of runs, you know what I mean. I was like, all right, going down, down, down. Yeah. So I got down and she like slid in feet first, and she looked around and, and the ball was getting in, like she might have scored, she might have not. I was gonna hold her. I mean, I it, I probably would have sent her if the game was close, but it wasn't. It was like a blowout, so they stayed at third. So I, I remember I remember getting down on the ground. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I look up and she's looking around, and I was just dying laughing, and all the parents were <laughs> laughing, and it made my weekend. Yeah,
1: that's that's definitely <laughs> different. That's that's fun stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just I, I always I always lean back to we've talked about it offline before, like just let the kids play, like teach them and then let them figure it out. Like you don't have to tell them what to do every time. If you've taught them what to do and they do the wrong thing, that's okay. You're still teaching. But well and during exactly- the
1: game, right? Yeah. Like if you like it's okay to pull them aside and tell them what to do and why Absolutely. and teach them in between innings, but like as the game is happening and you're trying to just talk at them and tell them what to do and like instead of giving them the opportunity to like figure it out or adjust or learn that that's what what gets under my skin
2: so this one kind of this one makes me think of like the when my daughter was in and league ball and she was in like six U eight U, they allowed the like you to put one coach down the third baseline and down the first baseline like kind of in the outfield on defense so that you can help the players know what to do so you can call out where to go with the ball um that I have such a love hate because there are times and absolutely you have like they just won't throw the ball, they won't do anything with the ball, so you have to get their attention and like tell them what to do at some players um just to keep the game moving. But then at the same time, you have the other players who become so dependent and whether it's they don't know what to do because they just they can't learn because they're not being made to do it themselves or because they're looking for coaches approval, even when they know, Most of the time, what to do with the ball. So that just creates problems down the line with players that that, you know, go field the ball, then they turn and look at their dad or their coach in the stands or on the sidelines or wherever it might be for approval or to be told where to go with the ball. So it's just it's something that starts out very, very young and it's it's kind of sets up um, some bad habits down the line
1: i would be up. willing to bet that those are the same players that rely on their catchers to tell them what to do with the ball instead of learning and and learning the instincts and what to do with it from a softball IQ standpoint
2: probably and i don't know it's just it's a very love hate with the the co- the defensive coaches on the field with the very very littles i think it's necessary but at some point and and there are different coaches right some coaches are going to Try to direct every little play and scream their heads off, and then other coaches are only gonna speak up when some when when it's needed when they have a player that isn't as sure of themselves. Let's say, but it, man, it's just if you when you have those players, they're those coaches that just coach for their own ego. That's where. Things get ugly, I think. So I I didn't have the 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 league experience like you're talking about with the coaches down the lines,
1: um and even like right now with my daughter playing like we haven't had that yet. They get they get to be on the field like rovers and all of that. Yeah. yeah. But I can't remember when we were playing that tournament at Scrapyard and the coaches was tenu and the coaches were trying to do that like that and I was like, what in the heck is going? Do I get on? to call
0: do 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 I get to call out the team or no?
1: No, <laughs> no, cause no, but I can, like, I didn't know what was happening. And even the umpire I was like, Hey coach, like you got to go back to the dugout. And then he didn't know what was happening. So in hindsight, you can tell that was one of those teams that were just getting into select and transitioning from league. But yeah, that was a good example. I was like, what is this guy doing out here? Like by our dugout on the field, like what's going on?
0: Yeah. There might've been a bro get off the field comment from one of the coaches. The- I don't know
1: not this coach (laughs) no it was
0: definitely it was definitely from me i was like yo what are we doing
1: i think everyone knows that you are the only coach out of the three of us that would
0: say bro well fair but it was just like the the thing you're referencing like it happened for like like i think i think initially we thought it was like a batter or two so maybe we thought he was kind of like grabbing a ball or something like throwing it in and just kind of got stuck on the side it was just like why are you still there but you're stuck on the side whatever and we're sitting there like like oh, what's he's going really on there. He's
2: intentionally there.
0: Yes. Well, no ball, well we didn't really call it out until like the ball was in play and we're like, "Whoa, well, this dude just aided in a defensive play. Like what is going on here?" Like
2: Yeah. What's going mm-hmm. on? Like
0: aided in, in in a defensive out, coach Heather. We're like, "Uh Oh, come <laughs> out. I mean, the game it didn't ma- the, the game didn't matter, but like it was just really confusing. Like I was baffled by it. And then Coach Ryan was like, "Yeah, they do this in KGSa." I was like, "Oh, well, tell them to stop." Like, what? You <laughs> well, no, because to, to to your point, Coach, other like it's it's cool. Like, if you're if so, like you're coaching littles and the ball sit there, and she's holding the ball and she's looking around. You're like, "Hey, sweetie, look, they're running. To, they're running for first and second. Throw the ball in." Like, that's different than they's running. Throw the ball in. Make a play. Like, it's just like like you said. Like, the girls really don't know what they're doing versus at a at a, at a league level. Versus this happened at 10 you Select. So yeah,
2: and and that's that's what you get when you have the the coaching situations where in league ball you are directing every single play the players become dependent on it
0: yeah I I, I think for what it's worth um the coach who did this at the select level he was extremely embarrassed but regardless <laughs> it was it was it was kind of funny um <laughs> all right all right all right okay telling about the teaching now we got the pet piece part three here for the most part I think what do we have coming on deck guys?
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, like we said at the beginning, this has been our 100th episode. Um, we've got some really cool stuff planned. Um, we're going to get coach Heather on video. So she's agreed that we can start doing some video podcasts. Um, we're going to start doing some videos on our social media that tie into our podcast. So not only showing our pretty faces, but also referencing some visuals and some training aids. um, one thing that's really cool is in March, we're going to have, um, if you're local to like the KD West Houston, Fulshear area, we're going to have an overnight camp. Um, actually, it's going to be at the Fieldhouse um, in Old Town, KD. So that's going to be really fun. It's going to be a little bit of softball, a lot of bit of fun talking about mentorship, building confidence. Um, we're going to have a movie projector. We're going to have a photo booth. So that will be really, really fun um, kind of around the spring, spring break time. And then we're going to start getting some special guests for you guys to talk about some other aspects. So some pitching. Um, we'll be talking about how to choose your equipment, uh, recruiting. Um, we'll do some slapping stuff. So a whole bunch of different resources to bring you guys here in the near future.
2: Yes, we're super excited to get more guests on the podcast. So um, I think we're looking and interested in, in getting some sort of uh, baseball collaboration. I know that, you know, the games are so similar. I'm really looking forward to kind of comparing and contrasting. I know we've had uh, like a baseball versus softball kind of topic on on the, on the list of things to tackle at some point, but I'd really like to get... Um, a baseball you know perspective from like a baseball coach so we can we can talk about it here but i want to really get that baseball perspective so we can get um
0: it's, if, not, if you, the same.
2: it's not the same and and i will i'm kind of happy to say that like i have signed up to coach my son's baseball team this season um so i will What's have a little, little first knowledge um baseball versus softball so we're looking forward to to that too
0: and and uh, just are the, the return America. of the triple a royals returning <laughs> stakes and weights that season
1: i think the latest update we got said that they were going to be the gummy bears
2: yeah it wants to be the gummy bears (laughs) i don't know how that's gonna go mike's gonna need a hat
0: well that i'm trying to think like you could take probably like sour patch kids and like do something fun with a logo like that
1: well the 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 so we live in Sealy and the Sealy uniforms they're like sublimated and you get to pick the color so they're actually pretty cool. So I want to imagine Jace is going to come up with something pretty dope. So yeah. so my if question I could we get him a fake air after. a fake so yes. oh, on.
0: could could we get him when he pitches next season like so is there any way we could shave his head like Ricky Vaughn from from There's uh, no way. Have you seen Mary that voice
1: hair. It is way too pretty. <laughs> well no I'm talking about just,
0: just the back. Okay, but okay, then fine. Could we at least get, like, a fake dangly earring for when he pitches? Like, it just kind of dangles. Oh.
2: <laughs> and the glasses? Come on. Yes. Uh, I've already told him he can get his ear pierced. It's his dad that uh, it's the holdup on that one.
0: That's a roadblock <laughs> there. What What I'm saying is, though, a clip-on, clip-on dangly earring. Just when we'll he pitches.
1: It. He would probably love it. He, he would. All right. No, Mike, no, Mike, no, you no, can no, make no. that happen.
2: I'll be like,
0: James, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here, Come, here, come, here, come here. I mean, this is the kid that I bought that, that this... Your your son is the kid that I went out on Amazon, bought a fake black belt on, put it on, and waited till he noticed me. I'm like, dude, I got a black belt. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, uh,
2: he still talks about that. He said, oh, well, I like Coach Mike. Does, he got me that black belt.
0: <laughs> does he really still say that?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, but the whole premise of it was like we kept missing like because your son was what? He was. He was. I forget what belt he was at the time, but he was progressing through his belt levels. And the whole premise was I bought like a, a black belt for jujitsu, karate, whatever. Excuse my poor phrasing of it but I. but my whole thing was to wear it in front of him until he noticed like he was really into it at the time right he's like wait why are you wearing a black belt like, it was <laughs> it was It was. i mean it was easily one of my funnest ideas in a long time but like for reals the sour patch kids would be a dope name just saying
2: well we'll put that one in the running
0: all right you can I'm let him know that, that that's my by him. tomorrow oh by tomorrow yeah and it's a for sure name you get to pick it for sure? Uh yeah. So okay.
1: <laughs> we'll talk offline, Mike. I know your your brain is Sour Patch
0: Kids is like a super dope name. Um like the aliens could be fun, and you can get them like the the green hats with the blue tops, like from Toy Story. That could be fun. I always wanted to do that for Cohen's team. He never wanted to do it. He's like, that would be the <laughs> <through." laughs> Fine.
1: Yeah, I actually, um, I forgot to tell you guys, uh, my husband's a firefighter and me and the girls went up to the station yesterday to visit with him. And I got into the baseball versus softball debate. Um, So it's funny because he worked with a new shift and those guys did not. Well, one of them knew the other guys did not know that I was a softball coach and instructor. So the one that knew, uh, and one of them there was also like a baseball coach instructor. So the one that knew I was a coach was instigating a baseball versus (laughs) softball conversation. And of course my husband's over there with the girls, just like listening, not saying anything. And this guy, um, he was like, well, yeah, like baseball's, harder than softball and so I said nothing I said nothing I just ate my breakfast but the guy that knew I was a coach kept instigating kept instigating so we eventually got into the conversation of like baseball versus softball and how they're similar skills and similar things and he was like oh yeah well like they're they're similar enough and this and that and, and he kept kind of like backpedaling mm-hmm. and he was like, well, I wouldn't necessarily say one's harder than the other. I was like, no, but that's no, you exactly, did. exactly you what did you said. <laughs> yes. And so then, of course, we talk about the guys were like, oh, well, we went to the batting cages and this and that. And they were like, I think I could hit a softball. on. I said, well, I can tell you this. I said, I was never a pitcher. And I said, I think I can strike you out or at least get you out. <laughs> and so now we have that coming up in the, in the near future. So that was a fun conversation. Um, but yeah, we'll have a bunch of like fun conversations and guests like that, some fun banter bunch more video um, resources. And then I can't give you guys too much information because this is something that's super special to us. And we're very excited about, but we will be having some tangible resources um, for our parents and coaches in the future to help, to help really teach and guide you guys on some of the things that we've been talking about. Um, so Heather and I are very, very, very excited for that, but I can't tell you anything else. <laughs> that's
0: I think it. it's one of the things I I, I think it's one of the things too, right? Like, could we have put stuff out like a year ago? Like, probably, but it's one of the things where you probably want to make sure you've done it to the best of your ability before you put something like that out.
2: Right. No, this, that's exactly right. We want to make sure that this is done right. um, So that it's, you know, we have a vision and we don't want to, you know, rush it out too quickly to where, um, you know, the, it's not as clear as we want it to be. So we're taking our time with it. Um, We have it on an aggressive timeline. So we, we hope to have it out sooner rather than later, but um, just know that we are going to make sure sure we do everything we can to make this um, as useful as possible, as clear as possible to really help the parents that really want to help their kids, but maybe just don't um, have that huge knowledge base to, to work off of.
1: And don't. Yeah. And mainly like don't know
2: how to get started. This is truly going to be a resource for like parents and coaches
1: to to teach the fundamentals and the how and the why and kind of those core skills to get you going in the right direction. Cause it's a lot easier, especially with the younger ones, like we've talked about, it's a lot easier to teach them correctly at the beginning, than to go and have to like break bad habits down the yes. line.
0: And and I would just like to, to add, um, not to detract from the seriousness of what you just said, but I think we need to include an update on the Sour Patch Kids every episode. <laughs> I feel like- I feel like everybody is absolutely invested at this point. I know, like, I listened to you guys talk for the last twenty five seconds, but like, I could only picture the different jersey variations in my mind of what it could look like. <laughs> so, all, all joking aside, we'll be though, back.
1: We'll be back on Thursday with an update you with for you guys on the final name choice.
2: Yes,
0: team, Ed, Sour, team Sour Patch Kids or I riot at this point. But all, 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 all joking aside, um, I know you guys have shared a couple things as it relates to what is in the hole if you will um i'm very excited as well to see these final products um as it pertains to continuing to help people grow out and I, I and again i know that we're in a very softball um, obsessed area and there's a lot of softball around but i just i continue to just think about all these kids and all these parents that don't have the type of coaching or um support systems locally which i think we continue to have cut through and provide which really has made this last year almost coach Jess fun.
1: Cool. I agree. And we're loving what we're doing and we've got a whole bunch more to, to say and talk about. So as always, you guys continue to, to write us in, leave comments, um, suggestions, emails. We look forward to reading them and I, it truly makes our day. We get so excited. So, um, make sure you guys are giving us feedback and we will continue, um, talking softball and doing what we can to help you guys, um, learn and and teach the game at every level
0: absolutely all right so unless you have anything else to add coach Heather I'm gonna go and wrap us up on a hair blah, blah, blah. wrap us <laughs> on, out of here man it is still relatively early not really it's 8 30 but
2: <laughs> no um I'll, I'll have uh, the name update for you at a yes. next the recording
0: will there TBD. be a <laughs> will will there be a mock photo on the fundamental fast pitch uh, Facebook? Possibly um <laughs> we'll see but regardless until next time this was can we was,
1: sponsor,
0: can we oh, sponsor can we the shower patch kids fish. maybe
1: yeah don't be surprised if y'all see a team gummy bears sponsored by fundamental fast pitch that would be fun. i'm not
0: gonna lie i would totally rock a number 66 jersey i'm just saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could probably make that happen some replicas okay. yes
0: yeah, some <laughs> then and then we can get sued by by rose, rose rich right really Oh, silly. That's right. Oh, I, I always forget silly. Oh man. You, I've known you for two years and you were in one place and now you're in another place and I'm still not quite used to it.
2: Sorry to, to mess you up there, Mike.
0: Man, I was just like, the other day I was like, man, Heather cannot drop that off to Christian. She is not near him anymore. That is a <laughs> bummer for me um but anyways anyways anyways, anyway regardless this was coach mike here or mike here with jessica tanner and heather maloney on the fundamental fast food podcast this was episode number 100 pet peeves gone wild just kidding i'm gonna have to cut that (laughs) out wow all right i'm feeling fantastic i'm wide awake regardless guys um thanks for listening please continue to like subscribe and share across all our social media platforms and uh here's to another year guys cheers